All right. So remember last time we did Hocus Pocus as our spooky Halloween movie. And I was just showing you guys, I, I found this book in the library that is a, an illustrated adaptation of Hocus Pocus. The artwork is fantastic. The opening line, I think, is something like, the world was wild then. It's mm-hmm. like it's just such a great opening line, and it it goes into like like how people could hear the witch song being woven around them, and it was it's just it's and it opens with like this map of the area, and you're just like oh my gosh this is amazing, it would be such a letdown to go watch to, the movie yeah, after yes. that you'd be like oh my goodness this yeah. is so like whoever did this shout out to whoever this is. Whoever did this Hocus Pocus adaptation, you went up to 11. This ma- source material was not there, and you definitely exceeded it. Yes. What if it's just an AI book? Oh, my gosh. What if oh it's my gosh. Chat <laughs> there is no way that this is an AI book. I refuse to believe that. But my question is this. What's, can you think of a, of a either like a, a story that is definitely better in one adaptation but not in another? Or would be better if it had a different adaptation. So I'm talking about like book versus film, film versus TV show, TV show <laughs> versus um, whatever. Because this is going to be a big thing because we're going to have eventually three versions of Harry Potter. We're going to have oh, the written so version of Harry Potter, the, the movies, movies, and then the show. And then HBO is adapting the Harry Potter novels as one season per book show. That's going to be insane. So like – like sorcerer's uh the sorcerer's stone philosopher's sorcerer's stone apprentice. sorcerer's apprentice that's a different property <laughs> so it's going to be like one whole season mm-hmm. that's the philosopher's stone right and then you have to judge like which one is of these is the best mm-hmm. so emma has one i have one i think and i don't know if it's because like it's in the back of my mind that i read a book series that was similar to this but i think if pirates of the caribbean was a book series you could do so much more with like all of the characters. Like you could get people's oh, backstories too. True. Like you could get Barbosa's backstory. Maybe I wouldn't hate Orlando Bloom. You might not hate him, <laughs> or you might because he's still it doesn't. Or you still might. He still doesn't have a lot of substance, but maybe he would in the books. You know. Yeah, maybe he's got deep, deep motivations. We could get their it's childhood together. Deep, you know what? It's buried real deep. In okay. Him. Oh, Sounds yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, I think that would be really cool like if that was like you took the first Pirates of the caribbean and made it like three books three little short books yeah okay cool. do you have anything kara you're like this I would definitely better than that version liked the mary poppins books better than the movie okay all of them although the new mary poppins oh, with, with emily, emily blunt, blunt was yeah. really good what a, okay similar van what about winnie the pooh What's the <gasps> ultimate Winnie the Pooh? Um, the TV show. The TV show? With that is the many adventures of Winnie the that Pooh? That is not what I thought you would go to. Gotta yeah. get up, gotta get going. <laughs> that one that one is the ultimate for me. Like, oh my gosh. Can't you just picture the tree at sunset? Yeah. And it's like... And it's like... I, I think the, the show is the ultimate Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Yeah. It's so good. It's Dude. so good. They have like stories that are we woven, woven. weaved, weaved. <laughs> woven through all the seasons. Yeah. I don't know. It's What's true. yours? Man, I don't know. The one that comes to mind recently is I like made a super half-hearted effort to 
read and or watch uh, the manga and anime of One Piece. Oh, yeah. I made a super half-hearted effort, right? And then the Netflix show came out, the live-action one. Mm-hmm. 100% loved it. 100%. Really? I'm like all in on it, man. It is piratey. It's magical. It's I great. weird about it. And uh, it's so good. But I will say this. The thing that I can think of that has not been adapted is I love, I think it might be my favorite book, uh, Tale of Two Cities. Oh, yeah. Is there not a great comic book adaptation waiting to be made with Tale of Two Cities? Because hmm. it is big and dramatic and like lots of plots and yeah. lots of like fights and lots of explosions and like hmm. the big That's final cool. scene at the end. It's a far, far better thing I do than I've ever done. You know, with like the <laughs> backlit and he's going to the gallows and you're just like, oh my God. So you yeah. want it to be a comic book? Yeah. I would like a graphic lo- novel? would love it. Oh, you know, it was a big letdown for me was the All Quiet on the Western Front movie. Oh, yeah. Really? It, it was really different. It that good. It was very much like, it was almost like the same as 1917. Okay. Yeah, I was, and that book is just one of my top five It's like heart-wrenching. Books. Okay. Yeah, well, I think letdown. what we've decided is this. In an age where any successful story gets adapted to like every medium, like, Stranger yes. Things, now there's Stranger Things novels, Stranger Things comic books, Stranger Things, everything. Right. Uh, video games, everything, everything. Mm-hmm. There really probably is better and worse and like one final form of the story that is like the version. Right. And so Hollywood. It's true version. It's one true. One true form. soul. It's super <laughs> cyan form. And with that, we'll be right back. It's soul. Hey, and welcome back to Movies Our Dad Made Us Watch, the podcast where three sibling frenemies discuss the movies their dad made them watch as kids and that they reluctantly learned to love. I'm Ricky. You'll hear Kara and Emma. Come join our crazy family. All right. Reluctantly, we are back uh, (laughs) with another Kara and Emma movie. And I, based on listener feedback, will try to act more positive and hide my opinion about this movie. But it's impossible. I hate it so much. It's Thumbelina. Thumbelina. Or or as it's called in our family, Thumbelina. Thumbelina. I feel like it's kind of like a a post-Halloween movie. Because this movie is scary. It is very... It is. It's scary in a way that you're like, that was horrible. But then it keeps getting worse. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Okay, we're going to get into it. We got to do a, a plot summary. Not everybody has seen this movie. No, I don't um, know very many based people. Based on the box office of this movie, literally we might be the only three people that have ever seen this Wait, movie. Wait, did this come out in theaters? Oh, Apparently. it came out in theaters. What? It came out and was a bomb. A like, flop. It was absolutely abysmally received. Wow. Okay, well, so shall I read the yes. summary for David? Some Summary for David. Okay. Born of a flower and growing to only a couple of inches tall, poor Thumbelina is worried she'll never meet someone her own size until she happens to catch the eye of Prince Cornelius. Okay, wait, pause. Pause, 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 pause. That's the plot of the movie? Two-inch Thumbelina is worried she'll never meet someone her size? Her own size. Yeah. That is, we're building a, never mind. Okay, that's the story. It's like Stuart Little. But, okay, but. I mean, in in <laughs> a way, context. in a way though, I mean, what 
could it not be more relatable? I and mean, everyone is just wondering, are they going to have? Am I going to find my am one I gonna find person that's like Except me? Except she just happens to be. Two inches tall. Okay. Continue. A couple of inches. Okay. <laughs> just as soon as she finds love, however, it's torn away from her when she's ca- kidnapped by Miss Toad. Now Thumbelina has to escape Miss Toad's grasp in search for Prince Cornelius. Luckily, there's a whole city of animals willing to help her. There's not a city of animals. There, yeah. There's just a bevy of them. It's well, just yeah, a what, garden. What in the world? Okay, keep going. That's it. <laughs> That's where it ends. Okay, yeah. I mean, Jody Benson is Thumbelina. Jody Benson how, of Little Mermaid fame. Okay, mm-hmm. I think I could summarize this movie better. Oh, yes. That's right. The two top voices that you need to know are one Jody Benson of the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is, let me just say, a gem and kills and slays it on her vocals. She really does. Um, second, also starring Latin American <laughs> superstar Charo. Charo. Um, also Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. That's right. Wait, who is Gilbert Godfrey play? He's, um, Emma, you're shouting into the microphone. I'm so oh sorry. My I got goodness. excited. Good Gilbert grief. Gottfried is uh, the pimp. Yeah, well, the uh, mole. The beetle. The, the beetle. beetle. Yes. The, yeah, the beetle. He also voiced another famous Disney character. Iago. Iago. Right. Yes. And All Carol right. Channing, Carol Channing is, is Miss Fieldmouse. <sighs> yes. I have a great fact about that, about Carol Channing. Okay. Um, when we get there. Okay. So, so here, okay. I think I can summarize the okay. plot of this way better. Tell us. Which is this. Tiny, <laughs> um, naive girl fends off a series of animal suitors <laughs> in order to wait for someone she met one time. Yes. And has decided she's in love with. Yes. That is my summary. Well, I mean, she says in the movie, she's like, he's the only person like me in the whole world. Yeah. I will say Other this. Other than a mouse. I will say this. Like, like, is, what are her options? Like, Nobody. There, there, there is not a whole lot, like, of no. options for, I mean, somebody who's two to three inches tall. <laughs> like, there's just not... <laughs> A lot. There's no dating apps no. for not just like little people, but like, like real, like t- minuscule, <laughs> minuscule miniature? people, miniature people, people born of flowers. Yeah. Um, also, like the fact that she's born of a flower, 16 years old. <laughs> yes. Where fully, was her childhood? Like, fully sentient. Like, oh, hello, mother. Like, uh, what? What? How does she just, what is she thinking? Like, oh, I just came, I just popped out of this petal. <laughs> okay. So, so here was my question that I had to look up because I was like, okay, this is such a weird plot for a movie. Like her going from sort of suitor to suitor. Mm-hmm. Um, this cannot be the original fairy tale. So you know how the original fairy tales are different? Yeah. So I went back and read the original fairy tale. Okay. That's exactly what the This is the was. only adaptation where Hans Christian Andersen's like, yeah, that's how it happened. Except Ew. the only difference, the only difference is the sparrow kind of falls in love with her. Yakimo? Yakimo falls Yakimo. in love with her a little bit. 
But so in the well, movie, they kind of they remove him as yeah, like yeah, he's like a protector. Because friend. he at the end, but she one hundred percent does fend off like frog and like beetle mole and beetle suitors. Yes, and like what Hans? Hans, what are what are you yeah. doing? What was Hans on? Like that's a that's a question for another day. <laughs> but um, Hans needed a hug. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. There's, I don't like that. I want to do a whole episode on Hans Christian Andersen. That'll be a And just be like, what happened? Like, yeah. Where did this come from, Hans? Um, okay, so that's the plot. What are your guys' <laughs> favorite scenes? Oh, my goodness. My favorite scene is the let me be your wings scene. Oh, oh it's iconic. It's beautiful. It's first beautiful. off. It's a great song. And it's a great song. That's the thing. Like, with this movie, is the music is truly... It's amazing. Really great. But it's do you know who also was part of part of this music? Who? No. Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. Like bow, 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 bow. Maybe that's why it <laughs> sounds like other songs, but I don't know. I mean, the music is so good. Let me yeah. hear your wings. Should be somebody's wedding song. We should <laughs> be walking down the aisle oh to gosh. that. I'm sure it was people's wedding song. Oh, I'm I sure will, there's some rendition of it. I will say one of my with the few parts of the movie, I was like, oh, this movie's great. Is and we didn't even bother with the ratings partially because oh, I'm yeah, I'm thumbs down, you guys are thumbs up, yeah, uh, thumbs up. The uh, the opening, I'm in, like, I'm in with the opening, uh-huh. like the flying, the sparrow flying through the air, and you're just over like, Paris, over mm-hmm. Paris. It has this, this song, like, introductory song, yeah. we're, we're like ready to go. I'm like, oh man, what's and then he goes through. Romeo and Juliet, no, this one, no, this one, no. And then you get the magic of, oh, now we're going to tell this story. This is, <laughs> and I'm I'm like, sure. I'm in. I'm yeah. like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. This is, a, I'm already thinking classic, 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 classic. <laughs> Boom. Showing to my grandchildren. <laughs> and then it progressively, here's a great thing. Every 10 minute section of this movie progressively goes further yes. off the rails. Mm-hmm. It is just like unhinged. Are okay. we okay? Okay, so I think we got to do just the the this to this so people can okay. feel the like un- chaos. Like, like we're on the road and then we're on a bumpy road and then we're off the road and then we're driving like yeah. dodging trees. Mm-hmm. So we go from she meets the prince. Fantastic scene. First she's born of a flower. She's born of a flower. She Then she there's like a, a barn scene because she can't find anybody her age. I mean, sorry, height. And she's like mourning that fact. Remember, there's that song. Oh, yeah. And then she meets the prince. And, and they go from what's up? Zero to 100. Zero to 100. And he literally, he's leaning in for a kiss within two, two seconds. <laughs> within two minutes. He is. He is. Like, he's gunning for it. Yeah. Also, what's the deal with the prince? What do you like, mean? What do you mean? What's, what's his deal? His deal. Like, is where he, did he come from? Yeah. What? What? what why is the veil so, of the fairies? Why is he so? Don't say, take this the wrong way. Why is he so desperate? Oh, I know. Like, oh. does he not have a kingdom of fairies? Right. Like, why is he suddenly so very single? And like yeah. you. It's like yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. what was your last relationship, Cornelius? Or should we talk to your <laughs> yeah? Your oh my gosh, is this a rebound? Is he just like <gasps> out for like you Might know be. what? That you know explains what? the obsessiveness. Yeah. Also explains his weird hair that he didn't have time to do. Okay. The triangle hair. Triangle hair. I've never seen this hair in any other film. <laughs> 
any other animated movie. Um, actually, I think it was also in Swan Princess. I think it was when too. the prince was younger. He had that weird triangle. Yeah, hair. With, when he's running and yes. it's like bouncing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't. I, I don't. It's the animators. They did it. Don Bluth, Gary Goldman. Okay, so we go from we go from that. They fall yes. in love, but then. But then. Okay, because then you're at a point. You're like, okay, cool, fairy tale. Like this is moving a little fast, but like. Yeah. Okay. Like, great. Then what happens? On their um, journey through the, I don't know, swamp, <laughs> French swamp, on the bumblebee, Grundle sees them, right? Yes. The frog. On the yes. bumblebee. And he's, he says, I must have her. Ew. Ew. <laughs> it's so disgusting. He's literally okay. described he's, as lustful. Yeah, he is lustful. <laughs> it's like he, this... Man, this toad and <laughs> who am I thinking of? Jabba the Hutt in my oh, childhood mind. They have the same vibe. They're the same. Yeah. He's just like gross and fat Ugh. and is like, I've got to have that. And it's like, why? Yeah. Go away. Okay. So then. So then. So then you're they thinking. Kidnap her. They kidnap <laughs> So then they kidnap her. As, <sighs> as And the mom, do. the Miss Toad. Mama. Mama. Is that what they call her? Oh, no, no. Mama. But you have, to do, you have to set the scene. She's kidnapped by. A family of toads, mm-hmm. yeah. and you're thinking like swampy, dirty, whatever. No, 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 no. A Spanish <laughs> circus family, yes, like a vaudeville act of some kind, yes, in which the three brothers perform, and Charo <laughs> is the matriarch. Is the matriarch of the family <laughs> whose whose character looks like Charo? Yeah, first yeah. of all, that's the. Other thing about this, yes, it's so weird. Yeah, it, <laughs> it like there's, there are a lot of questions I have about frog anatomy, frog boobs, <laughs> frog boobs that are I, obviously I, implants. I, like I, I don't. There's many, like I'm just not. Yeah. I'm not understanding. How like, did this happen? What? Why? First of all, why Chato? Second of yeah. all. Was she like, no, I want the frog to look like me. Like, I'll do it under one right. condition. The frog has <laughs> to look like me. This frog has to look Or did they like go it. to her and say, listen, listen, <laughs> we're going to make you in this animated movie into a frog that looks like you. Right. And she's like, okay, what's my role? And you're like, okay, the scene is your son has an unhealthy obsession with this girl and you're going to try to convince her to be to just go with it you yeah. basically traffic this poor girl <laughs> they do it is a trafficking <laughs> they're okay. like oh come and sing with us forever yeah also and just live with us my first nitpick with this movie okay is every time somebody tries to get her to perform she's just like no. oh okay i uh, guess i'll just have to yeah, dance that's and so sing true she's just like Okay, I guess I'll just okay. start singing. Like, what? So, you can say so no. That's the other disturbing part of the movie. She acts like she's like six years old. Well, yeah. she basically is. She's a newborn. I know, but... But she was born 16. Yeah, but she has the reasoning of a small child. It is not. It is weird. Okay, Very next bad. scene. Next scene after... Okay, so she, she's forced to perform, sort of, with Grundle and Mama. Yeah. <laughs> and then how does she escape from there? Doesn't matter. I don't remember. Next scene, Next she scene, ends with the Beatle. The Beatle, played by Gilbert Godfrey, who is who is running some sort of 
like scam cabaret. Yeah, yeah, it's like the cabaret children's version of cabaret where he's like, and it's like she doesn't and he know keeps what to calling do. Calling her tits. Yeah. Hiya, tits. And it's like, why are you so interested? She's so confused though, because she already went through the like weird, yeah, Grendel. costume change in the. Frog so then scene? he he's like he's like basically telling her that she needs to perform for the all Beatles. The, bugs. Yeah, the, Beatles. the Beatles, yeah. Um, and she sings a song called "Your Beautiful Baby," or he sings it to <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah. But then her costume comes off. Yeah. And she's up there in her bloomers, like a- and they <laughs> all the bugs realize she's not a bug. And so he, then he sings another song about how she's ugly. Yep. She's so ugly. Yeah. yeah. She's uh, just confused. Both disturbing. Both disturbing. Because mm-hmm. these, like, Beatles are, like, in the first part of the song, hooting and hollering. Oh, yeah. I mean. Beautiful baby. Just like. <laughs> Uh, like, like a, it's like a striptease, but it's in a children's. It's like movie. a burlesque thing. Yes. but it's like, but it's for for for, for <laughs> bugs, <laughs> for beetles, the beetle burlesque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, that's not something I wanted to see. No. Okay, so you're like, you're because you, here's what happens. You think okay, Disney storybook movie, then every Disney movie has like a weird bit that's like wacky. Yeah. And it's like okay, well then we'll get back on like the story. No, it just gets weirder. Yeah. Right. And then we go from there to the mole. Um, to the mole man. Basically, yeah. There's like a few things there's that a, happen I mean, in the between. Other things happen, right? But then you go to the mole. And then she's underground. Right? Okay, but let's go back to Miss Fieldmouth. Okay. Because like when I was remembering this movie, I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, Miss Fieldmouth saved her. Uh-uh. But then no. when you're watching it. And Miss Fieldmouse did get her out of the cold, but then she's basically, oh, by the way, Cornelius is dead, but you knew that, of course. You know. Yeah. You know. And so well, anyway. Thumbelina's like devastated yes. because Cornelius is dead. And Miss Fieldmouse is like, okay, well, we can't grieve forever. Let's go take Mr. Moles these corn cakes. The yeah. corn cakes. Oh my gosh. And she's like, you just need to like buck up, babe. And she basically strikes a deal to traffic Thumbelina. Thumbelina. Again, what is wrong with this to community? The mole. Yeah. Yes. Because he's like, you know, sometimes I get lonely. And Miss Fieldmouse is like, it's only natural. Yeah. Like, what, what do you mean? Okay. So weird. So weird. So then finally, the climax of the movie is she's about to get married to the mole man. Which is a very traumatic scene. Which is so traumatic. First of all, why is her hair like that? And then uh, the frog dude shows up. Because he's been following her. And then the prince shows up. Yes. And and then Yakimo shows up. And then that's basically the end of the movie. And then they they get married. Clarify. Cornelius, the prince. Cornelius and and Tumbelina get married. So it, it's weird. It's just like most movies have like a big fight battle, like fight fight battle, like scene of crux. A, yeah, like a the big turning point, the final conflict, and and they do kind of have that in that she decides not to marry a mole, the mole. Yeah. which is like 
do you really how much credit do you really give someone who's like you know what on second thought i don't think i'm, I'm gonna not marry gonna marry this mole. old mole <laughs> this old mole man uh who hates the sunlight yes and then they live happily ever after and then they find the mother again yeah the her mother. mother her mother also where is the mom this whole time man well, remember, she sings that song. I know, but why isn't she tramping around the whole area looking okay, for this kid? Okay, so when I was listening to the song that the mom sings, I was like, uh, if I had a two-inch tall <laughs> daughter, I would just assume that she was, like, squashed. Yeah. Or, like, eaten by, like, some kind of creature. Like, they're, like she just is She's gone. gone, babe. Yeah. She's not out there <laughs> waiting for me. Yeah, oh. but that song is a very it's really sad. sad song. It is, it is, and like all the songs are really good. They are really good. They they are really good. I will say the one funny thing about the songs is that they are produced in such a way that they sound like they're being performed on stage. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of like reverb and yeah. like like big Broadway show. Yeah, Munship. Which is Choke. hilarious, showmanship. <laughs> which is hilarious for like two inch tall creatures. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's these like little tiny people that are like with huge voices and songs and like they're riding know. a bumblebee. Yeah, they're riding. You know, it's kind of surprising this was never made into like a Broadway thing. Yeah, I like think Anastasia. The, Anastasia. That was, movie yeah. was good. Was good. That was and traumatizing the, in a different way. Yes, but it's also a great Broadway thing. Right. This, I think, could have been a Broadway thing. I don't think it would have been picked up, though, because of the plot of it. Okay. Oh. We're going to be right back in just a second with some fun trivia about the movie. Stay tuned. Okay. A couple of fun facts about this movie. One is Don Bluth, yes. who was a famous Disney animator, mm-hmm. um, left, started his own production company, and actually had a kind of a mini run of successful films mm-hmm. um, around the time period. But this movie came at a time where the studio had run out of money and was basically like going bankrupt. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was part of the rush, of some of the rushedness of the production. The other thing is... I read that they had had to rewrite the script at the last minute. So they had the songs, they had the concept, they had the bones of the story, but a lot of the weird, like, like, and if you think about it, the, the, the part of the film that is like weird is the connective tissue of like the non songs, non settings mm-hmm. part of it. It just, it like it, there's so many things that you're wondering, wait, why is this happening? And it's like yeah. the writing from A to B, from B to C to C to D is like weird. Mm-hmm. So, I think this was a life lesson mm-hmm. that sometimes you can't you can't rush you can't rush you can't rush plot development and then just put a big cast on it. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, well that's true. Big cast like a band aid. Let's get Gilbert Godfrey in here. I wonder <laughs> if that's where Chero, Chato came in. Was just like you know what? Let's just get Chato. Let's get Chato and let's get Carol Channing and <laughs> okay Jody then, Benson. Then Carol Channing. So the other thing I read about the movie is that that um, I don't know if this is true. This may be apocryphal. But that Betty White was supposed to have Carol Channing's Really? Role. Interesting. And she actually read lines, and they did not like her performance. Huh. And then called Carol Channing in. But unbeknownst to them, the two of them were friends. <gasps> and they were like, like, Carol was like, oh, I'm going. Like, I, 
just <laughs> wrapped up recording a movie. It was quite interesting. And then Betty White's like, oh, that's so weird. I just did a funny movie, too. And Carol's like, it was a movie about a mouse or a tiny person. And Betty White's like, what? what? <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse, Excuse me? Excuse me? So that's that's interesting. That is weird. Uh, the other funny thing about this movie is that the um, the run of films that basically um, broke. This is one of two animation companies started by people who left Disney. So the other one was the people who made Swan Princess. I was oh. just wondering that. Yes. <gasps> So this is where, like, it was, you know, Little Mermaid kind of era. Yeah. This company had started. And then that company that had made, like, Bible stories and stuff like that. Oh. Made the storybook story keepers. No, yeah. no. No, no, no. It was not those half the story hour. Book keepers. Those half hour it was Bible half hour Bible, Bible stories. We could do a whole episode on those Bible stories. Man. Those are so, so I love those. Man. I love those, too. Remember so the good. Wilkins had all yes, the, they had the, all v- the VHSs? VHSs. Yeah. I think they were actually Mormon. Turns out, I think really, they were like really? Mormon people. I would buy them still. Yeah, I mean, they were they were fantastic. But anyway, anyway. Anyways, um, here's my question. This is that's the end of trivia. Any more trivia? No, but I did meet these um animators at the same internship that I met Richard Dreyfus. What you met these guys? Yeah, Don mm-hmm. Bluth, Don Bluth, and Gary Goldman. Don Bluth sounds like what a made up name. What were I they know. like? They were really nice. They were both like really low key. I and my intern friend drove them to the airport. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. And I don't know why we didn't think to ask them like a bunch of questions like about Thumbelina. Oh, man. Because we literally like dropped them off. And then my friend turns to me and she's like, why didn't we ask about this? Why didn't we do this? And I was like, because we didn't want to be those people. Well, also, but did you like know everything about them and you were trying to play it cool? Yeah, pretty much. Because like, be like, yeah, our boss would be like, so they did this and this and this. And actually this year they did this and this and this. And then it's like you would talk to them and it was just like, oh, Okay. Try not to be the fangirl. Yeah. But they're really cool. They had some really good, um, they did a talk about like animation that was really interesting. Did you like casually put on the Thumbelina music? No. <laughs> just kind of hum along? No. Kind of sing a few bars? <laughs> See? <laughs> what was this real, what was this production like? I, okay. What is, okay. If you could go back and ask them any one question about this movie, what would you ask? Chato. Why, did, why, why chattel? does chattel, why does mama look like that? Why is she chattel? Why? I have so, why? <laughs> but why? Who, whose idea was it? I don't know. That is actually my question too. See? That's exactly what I would ask. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, everything understand. else sort of makes sense in yes. a weird way. In but weird... then you're like, <laughs> it's uh, like, was it supposed to be a, this is actually a scary movie. Um, so we need some comic relief. And then it backfired. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, it's true. All right. Well, Mr. Bluth, if you're out there listening, Mr. Goldman, please write in. Please and write in. Know what, what happened. Why Chato? Why Chato? There's got to be some weird, like, board intern that has written an article about this. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, okay. So here's my question before we do the traumatizing uh, discussion. If you – no, no, no. We're going to just jump right into no, no, no. <laughs> the traumatizing discussion, starting with – um, this question, if you had to pick one of the suitors, would you pick a Grundle, Grundle <laughs> the frog and his Spanish mama vaudevillian family, the beetle man, 
and his razzle-dazzle cabaret <laughs> or the mole man and his hatred of sunlight and endless library um so you have to pick those are your only options like say the prince dies he dies and you're like all right these are, these are the three mole i would pick the mole too what? i understand why she picks the mole what because First of all like, he has money he has tons of money he's got tons of money have second of all that? he's blind so it doesn't matter where you are you he's can not kinda... gonna be able to tell if i go out into the sunlight no oh. and also if you really wanted to like get away from him just bring him into the sunlight <laughs> yeah come here honey come here so your your reasoning would be he'd be the easiest to murder pretty much I think he'd be the easiest to like live, live my normal life with. But also he's old. He's going to die anyway. Yeah, and he's old. He's a, well. So if all I have to do is bake some corn cakes and sing some songs. Yeah, those corn cakes. I always wanted the like, corn cakes. Me too. Same. And like hide in the library, you know? Okay. Give it a few years. Then I just take those gems. He's going to be dead in like two years. So <laughs> he can barely walk. You guys know that this yeah. is like the reasoning of every gold digger <laughs> in America. It's true. Like it's literally true, though. <laughs> I don't want to be around Berkeley Beetle where he's like, come on, my baby. And it's Tuts. like, yeah. I, would, I would lose my mind. Like it would be <laughs> the end of Cabaret where Sally Bowles is like losing her mind. Like, See, no I would have thought, I would have thought at least one of you would have picked the fr- Grendel the Frog. No. Just because his family seems like a constant party. They're no. always having a great time. No. Okay. You know what's weird about there's her song to Thumbelina is she's talking about how she Thumbelina doesn't want to have to be a mom and a wife. And I'm like, that's so opposite of every Mexican I mom know. I was that like, I know. Like, woman? Um, don't you want a wife and a mom for your son? For your mijo? Yeah, I know. Also, let, let's just be honest. Grendel. Grendel. Grendel is Grendel. not the... <laughs> Does not seem like the sharpest or Tool. brightest of the three brothers. No. He seems by far the stupidest mm. member of that family. That's probably why they're trying to get him married off first. I marry her. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. No. Every okay. time I think about his mouth. Okay. His so, mustache. okay so there's only two. Th- so we're going to do um, trauma meter. And I, there is so much in this movie. You just have to pick <laughs> one thing. What is the most traumatizing thing about the movie? Um, the, um, the, the, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. The, the beetle part where she's like, does like in her bloomers, in her bloomers in front of everyone and she can't do anything about it. No. And they're all telling her she's ugly. But before it's like, oh yeah, you know, Lauren. So I asked my best friend Lauren because I made her watch this movie so many times, like what she thought about it. And she said, despite never having much trauma in my own life, this movie will make you feel like you have been harmed greatly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. Yes. And I'm sorry to her that I made her watch this movie so because she's a delicate soul. Like, she's a sensitive soul. Oh, man. But it's true. Like, it's traumatizing. Okay. Did your kids watch this with you? Either of you? No. Asher kind of watched it with Absolutely me. Asher not. did? Yeah. Absolutely Was he t- terrified? No. He well, was that's fine. also Asher, so. I think Coco would have been scareder mm-hmm. of it. Asher was just kind of Why into it. Why did they do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Ford would be like, that's wrong. They you, shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He would be offended. Mm-hmm. He'd be offended. I will also say, as a kid... This is as a kid, right? Not mm-hmm. like an as adult. an adult. 
as a kid, I was super traumatized when the frog just pulled that dude's wings off. <gasps> yes. Oh, yeah. And it's he's like, like uh, you'll get them back if you do uh, what I tell you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, did we just witness, like, a, a whacking? Like, he just maimed that guy. Yes. Like, that that dude is maimed. Like, yeah. I remember thinking, those wings aren't going to grow back. No. <laughs> you can't put wings back like that. You can't that. put wings back. He's just he's going to be a goner now. Yeah. Yeah. That and the... um. The, the very first scene, which was the portent of, like, everything to come, when Grundle looks up at the sky here <laughs> with Thumbelina and says, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Like, it's so Stop. Funny. Uh, oh, my no. gosh. The voice is just too much. It's, like, too... It's like, okay, this is what the character does half the time, which I don't know how it was allowed into the movie. It's like this. Yeah. <laughs> Before yeah. he says a line and then he'll say the creepy line and then he kind of growls after and it's like, stop, stop yeah. this. What about you, you Kara? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all of those things are the same for me. What all about, those things are traumatic. But what about the part where she's like walking down the aisle and like crying? That's oh, pretty man. traumatic too. And she like keeps imagining that yeah. Cornelius is singing to her. Yes. yes. That was sad. Um, <laughs> I think the whole thing in general was just traumatic for me because I was very afraid of being apart from my parents mm -hmm. and the thought of being like not only apart from Emma is rolling her <laughs> eyes, being apart from them, but then being come like, <laughs> what am I trying to say? <laughs> Being besieged by... By people who make you dance and sing? Yes. Like, all these horrible people just was terrifying to oh. me. It gave me the same feeling as, like, when you're in a store late at night and you know it's going to close. And Thunk. Yeah. Thunk. All the lights turn off. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. I feel like this movie was on our list of things we couldn't watch when mom and dad were out of town. Oh, yeah. Remember how there were movies like that? That you... No, what? you made the list. <laughs> yeah. You what? made the list. Ricky, you didn't... You weren't part of yeah. this. Yeah. Kara would not watch certain movies when mom and dad were out of town because she would cry. Because I would cry. And so there were like certain movies that I was like, okay, that's fine. This is fine to watch when mom and dad are gone. Yeah. Like this was definitely one of them. Um, I had no some idea Some of the old this. My Little Ponies was like on that what? list. <laughs> yeah, what? from Blockbuster. I do not remember that. Okay. Okay. Um, I was very I think Hook attached. was on the list too. Hook. Hook, Hook you couldn't watch. Okay. No. Okay, well, in just a second, I want to get into the the last bit, which is the role of this movie in our family and, uh, and <laughs> why Dad let us watch this. Uh, we'll be right back. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, listen. Okay. I'm trying to record a podcast. Sorry. Good grief. Talking about My Little Pony. Try to be professional Good night, for nourish. five seconds. <sighs> now, okay. this movie in our family, what, like, why do you think we watched it so much? <laughs> what, what, because now you obviously watch it and it's objectively traumatizing. But what was it uh, as a kid that was like, let's keep watching this over, <laughs> over and over and, and over? Because we just, we watch it. I, I was there, but you guys watched it all the time. Yeah. 
Why did we watch I don't this so know. much? I feel like our other sister Liana also really liked it. Yeah. But we all all three of us were like let's just watch it again. Why? It's almost like kind of like how I feel about like Midsummer where it's like I like that movie but I don't want to watch it again. But it's this what we scary. did watch it but again. But we watched it all the time. So like why did we watch it? I don't know. Cuz okay, and I this is the thing where like I don't understand about childhood because I loved as a kid. I loved the movie Lady and the Tramp. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Lady and the Tramp has tons of traumatizing, crazy stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like the Siamese thing, the muzzle, the, the being muzzle. lost, Aunt the being Sarah. Aunt Sarah, you know, the whole thing, man. But I watched it over and over and over <laughs> again. What, it, like, I don't know. What is it? Because I do think that there's this thing where kids will like watching things something scary that are scary for them is it like unsettling is it like the psychology of like you go back to what's like familiar to you it's like it's scary but i know it's scary well that's true but i okay this is hot take right but i wonder if kids like watching movies like this that have a little bit of an edge or a little bit of scariness (laughs) a little bit of like i don't know but the same reason adults like to watch scary movies Hmm. which is a little bit like Okay, you're kind of like it's. There's an excitement. There's a kind of like intensity to it. Kind of like you know, uh, like in, you know the jump scare is coming. Like oh, like but yeah. then but then it resolves mm-hmm. in this movie at the end, and it has a happy ending. So it's like it's a safe. Maybe what I'm saying is like it's a safe place to be scared. Okay. For a minute. That's true. It's almost like you watch it again, and then in your and kid then you're brain, comforted. You're like, okay, that's the end. Yeah. Like, you know what's happening. Because I've read this article one time about why people watch scary movies. And part of it is it makes you feel what the character is experiencing. And then at the end, one of the reasons people love scary movies is at the end, then you feel alive. Oh. <laughs> like, it makes you feel more alive. Oh. Because you're like, whoo. I'm, it's like the same thing as a roller coaster. Yeah. Like, you go on a roller coaster and you walk away and you're like, I feel alive. You know? Yeah. And, but this movie, the added element is, and I know in the end that everything's going to be okay. Like I know in the end she goes through all this crazy stuff, mm-hmm. but, but she's then be it's okay. And it's true. So here's my other hot take on this. I wonder if Dad secretly was 100 percent okay with you guys watching this movie over and over and over again. Because I I've thought a lot about this. Because I would. This is the kind of movie that I think Mom and Dad would make them uncomfortable a little bit. Like I don't know about this one. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff. There's a lot mm-hmm. of weird stuff. The charo stuff. Yeah. The everything. The whole thing. Yeah. But do you think there was any sense in this movie in which dad's like, good, watch it again? Because, <laughs> because it basically is like, watch out, girl. Stay away from <laughs> There's those slimes. Like, like uh, jazzy cabaret guys are no good. You know, beware of getting manipulated into marrying some kind of old sketchy man you oh. know like watch out for guys that are obsessed with you that's i, I really like that like, makes sense though and but i would mine. totally see dad being like that's right that's you why it. you never do this. that's right that <laughs> Can't you hear him? that's why you never go out with somebody uh, who's with obsessed a motorcycle with you. Yeah. yes it, somehow he would bring it back to that somehow he'd bring it back to never go out with a guy who has a motorcycle and you're six and you're just like oh okay, okay. Because, like, she's this poor, naive girl, and she has to basically learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. Do not trust any of these kinds of men. Like, do not do it. Do not. Do not. Do not trust. Do not trust. Yeah. 
anyone. Yeah, and I don't care how famous and exciting their family is. <laughs> I don't care how nice of a nightclub they own. How much money they I have. I don't care how much money they have. Just marry the dumb 16-year-old With that you thought you loved. stupid hair. Yeah. <laughs> if he has stupid hair, that's the least of your problems. Oh, marry the guy with rich parents yes that's right that's, that's the, the moral of the story of the movie now i will say this i will say this 100 percent. i would have no respect for this this prince dude except by the end he is one of the rare princes just like in uh sleeping beauty dude he wins oh, me over by the end yeah that like he wins me over man i mean he is out there he is out there he's been there the in whole the time. world man He's been there the whole time. He is getting frozen solid. He's getting like beat up. He is like he's on it, man. And so I'm by the end, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. And he Cornelius. rides a bumblebee. He, that bumblebee is sweet. Yeah. I, it let is. me say this. As a guy, the only part of the movie that I was really into was the bumblebee. Like, I loved that bumblebee. I thought that bumblebee was mm-hmm. sick. And I just was there for the bumblebee. Yeah. And maybe for the Charo musical number. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So with this movie, here is the big defining question, Kara, for Kara and, and me. Okay. Do we want our kids to watch this movie? Uh. Like, how would we feel if our kids <laughs> were became obsessed with this movie the way we were? I don't think I'd be like, sit down and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but if they did like it, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like I would with Hocus Pocus or a myriad of other films. Okay. So do you think our parents were right? I don't know. To let us I don't watch think it harmed me. Or make us watch this movie. Yeah, a lot of the stuff in like like as an adult watching it, I'd be like, Oh no, 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 no. We're not we're not ta- watching this. But as a kid you don't really know Yeah like how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, I think it was fine. It's okay. I think this movie is a two-level movie because on the one hand, it's a charming story about a little tiny person who gets in hijinks and funny situations, sings some songs, and marries a handsome prince. On another level, it's about a homeschool girl who's kidnapped, (laughs) repeatedly human trafficked, and eventually rescued. Yes. Yeah. That is the other movie. Which is the majority of the movie. Do you think this is time for like a gritty... Like, like, <laughs> reboot of, like, Thumbelina as you've never seen it before, you know? I mean, it could be very, you could make it real dark real fast. Yeah. I mean, we, oh, were, yeah. we were talking about, like, the, the Anne Hathaway, Les Miserables scene. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you're just, like, getting into the grit there. <laughs> and she's just like, I have no choice. I better have to marry this sketchy old man. And she's, like, crying and, like, her teeth There's are, nothing to be done. Yeah. And then, and then here's the postmodern ending. In the end, no one comes for her. It just and like, it just ends. She's walking down the aisle. Fade to black. Fade to black. <laughs> Boom. Sopranos Academy ending. Award. Yeah. Boom. Right there. Right there. This is our. This Oscar. is our English. But I don't want to make that movie. <laughs> Emma, this is I our English. Do- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. With that, uh, I will say this. If you have any other similarly traumatizing movies that you want us to cover, write in or comment, uh, and we will uh, see you next time with hopefully a, a much better movie. Oh, let's get well. Hopefully, a Christmas movie or a yes. holiday movie of some kind. It's time to start them. So it's about time. 
and get ready the chill the crisp fall air and begins we, to bring with it magic this movie thumbelina tombelina was not a movie our dad made us watch we have a lot of movies our dad made us watch <laughs> about christmas have we done oh. it's a wonderful life no no oh my gosh that movie is amazing that and also jingle jingle all, all the way. way okay yeah well right. we'll we be back gonna, we'll be back love you bye